0: So you, you, just can't, you just can't actually comprehend what a nutrition label means.
1: Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters, with your hosts Brett Lindley and Walker Near. I'm Brett, and this week, we have an update on Walker's Steam purchase history before diving into my time in Project Zomboid. If you want to support Pick Up Your Sticks, you can buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-P-O-D. As always, I am joined by my amazing co-host Walker New Year. Walker, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, what's got you? What's got you opening up your wallet this week?
0: <laughs> wow. I mean, if there's anything that's going to be enticing for the listener, it's my Steam purchase history. You that's know right. I mean? That's
1: right. You know, we well, got to we got to bring them in. Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did Walker buy? Uh, top ten things the doctors don't want you to find out. Like, I, yeah, I actually you know.
0: wouldn't be willing to share. Too, 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 too ashamed. And I just mean in Steam. So I don't mean like some right, right, off, yeah, like Amazon weird purchase or like I went on Etsy <laughs> and got crazy. Like no, no, just on Steam. I wouldn't share, and not because of hentai games either. Yeah, this it's not, not lewd. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> now I just sound like it has to be hentai right, games. For how defensive I've been! It is nothing but romance <laughs> games. <laughs> I like the ship. What can I say? Yeah, um, big ship guy.
1: Um, <laughs> you don't even know what that is. I do. I do. <laughs>
0: From uh, only because I I read about it in um, Overwatch that people oh, like okay. to ship the different Overwatch yeah. characters. That's All the right. that's where I was introduced <laughs> to that. But you're right. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. Um, and I don't actually know the ins and outs of it. Nor is that the point. So. We're off uh, to a strong start. <laughs> typical, typical Walker podcast. Yeah. It's what you guys come here for. We right. know, we
1: know what the fans actually. Kind of I, <laughs>
0: Something. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So last time we talked, uh, we talked about Vampire survivors, which is this, I mean, the developer themselves statement is I accidentally made vampire survivors. So, I felt a little guilty when we talked about it because I felt like I was kind of like tongue in cheek about it. And it really is a popular game that is successful, but I hadn't played it yet. Um, so I, I, you know, to the point that you made last time it is $3 less than $3 right. technically. Um, so I went ahead and, 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 picked it up and yeah, I gotta say, uh, everything you said about it was correct. And I think that, what i want to say is probably not fair what i want to say is i think i like it better than diablo um the reason i say that that's not fair is because that's a very jaded place that that statement comes from
1: right there's a lot of deep history (laughs) go see our survivor blizzard series (laughs) and our blizzard update (laughs) right exactly um so i think
0: that what i what i would say though is that what vampire survivors does and and we made this comparison in our previous conversation but i think it really does actually kind of what blizzard used to do which is i think it distills that formula of game or at least what i enjoy about it because i'm not i don't really care about collecting sets of gear to just right. do the same thing slightly more efficiently um so for me, the the fun of an action RPG is more the action more than it is building a gear template. And I don't say that dismissively. Literally millions of people enjoy the gear template part of it, so hey, have at it. Vampire Survivors, though, distills down at least the action part of it to this really simple, minimalistic is how they described it on the, the game developer describes it. Um, but really engaging because there's actually stakes. Like you can you can die and fail right. to
1: run I so I wanna before we before we go there I do want to say that like I almost believe that if Diablo played like vampire survivors but instead of ability drops you just got gear and you had gear slots like like and it just was but was more rapid like it would be the same game
0: yeah it might be i mean i mean instead of like special abilities to some extent what you just described is actually exactly how diablo
1: plays yes (laughs) maybe i just mean like dropped loot like oh well no no, i just mean like you don't have any ability to like pick your damage type you just pick your hero and then instead you get maybe good gear and maybe not and then it lasts 20 minutes and then that's the whole. well
0: and i think that in you know and and like i you know brought up archero i think that the thing that that those two have in common. And then Hades is arguably in the same vein. I mean, I played it with a controller, so it feels different, but you can play Diablo with a controller. Right. I think it is that roguelite element. Um, and the, the fact that you you do start over when you die. And and yeah, Diablo might be more fun if if it was like how you described. And even if you picked your class, so there's like a little more depth to it or something. Right. But like, maybe if your gear just auto-slotted in, so mm-hmm. you're not
1: you don't have it just to. takes it if it's better even if it doesn't have the stats that you want like now it applies to lightning bolt instead of fireball right but overall it's better then you are forced to equip the best in in slot
0: yeah right um i yeah i don't know but something like that but
1: i think that the roguelite
0: element of it um just makes it way more compelling because i, I think that maybe that's of all the things with the diablo genre that, that trouble me is that there's just not really much of a failure condition. Now, I don't want it to be Dark Souls instead, Elden Ring now in 2022. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. I think that, um, I just, I, when I, I'm the other side of the coin is I've played hundreds of hours of Diablo and Path of Exile, in all fairness. Right. right. I doubt I get to triple digit hours with Vampire Survivors.
1: Fair. Um, yeah.
0: so, you know, the, the, to try and be fair in my ranting, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, Vampire Survivors is, is, is excellent. Uh, I bought a, (laughs) so generous of me. I spent another $3 (laughs) to buy a a copy for another friend of ours that I, I knew wouldn't try it on his own because it's like, eh, what is this? Yeah, this doesn't really, yeah. No, I'm telling you, we have a whole podcast episode on it. Mm -hmm. I played it and yeah, it's, it's legit. Um, Not that we didn't say all of those things last time, but I just was, I felt like I had to say something because I yeah, didn't no, no, or last. I mean,
1: I no. appreciate it because it's kind of like, it's weird to, there's one thing to be validated by like the whole internet can validate me and I won't feel anything <laughs> like that. Like, but, but somebody that I know physically in person that I can right. have a conversation with about it. Like this just means like, yeah, like, well, and it's, I don't even mean the whole of the internet, but like, what is the difference between 10,000 people liking something and 50,000? Like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't feel person interpersonally to me, doesn't feel any different. Yeah. Maybe that difference is whether or not you buy it. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> probably
1: right. not. Cause we've talked about your buying habits and how you're influenced by those anyway. Kotaku like, <laughs> did an article on vampire survivors. So, you know, you're probably going to buy it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, that's, that's shifted way more to PC gamer. Now That's I, I, that's I, I, I used to be a lot more into Kazaku. I don't know when that changed, but um, I don't know, probably the, the, when the whole of gawker media. Changed right. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, we've talked no. about
1: that in the past and I, I just didn't remember that it was. <laughs> oh PC yeah. No, I don't care. <laughs> I
0: honestly, I don't, there, you know, it's funny, you know, I don't know, five, six years ago I read daily. I was going multiple times a day to multiple gaming news sites and reading whatever articles they had uh and it's pretty rare that i actually just go and peruse that like just the other day you hit me up about rock paper shotgun and how they have like premium user only articles but those still show up for non-premium users to try Mm -hmm. and go to um which i mean whatever they want to monetize fine yeah but very weird
1: <laughs> yeah not encounter. something used to seeing is, is having paid articles. no
0: yeah. right but, um but anyway like yeah i used to go there all the time very rare that i would just go and just peruse what they have now you know i might google something and go there but, but that's... right anyway um but yeah so yeah vampire survivors was a uh was a was a good time but I don't want to stay on that for too long since we did a whole episode about it last week.
1: Right. Yeah. Go check out our episode last week. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, was there anything? I don't know. Do you have like a favorite hero or weapon
0: thus far? Um. So, and I, I don't know if you were trying to not spoil. So I'll just say, again, slight spoiler warning, I guess. Right. You, you talked adults. about how you can, <laughs> yeah, about how you can combine the items. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to trigger that because i was ah, like yes buying items and they don't combine so there's basically two categories of items there's like active abilities and then there's passive secondary yes. we'll call them it's like know.
1: weapons and then buffs right
0: um and you basically have to get a weapon to max level mm-hmm. and have the corresponding item with it and then it will combine into the super weapon right um i've done that so I've only, I only got that once and it was just by chance. I mean, I hadn't, didn't look up a, the guide
1: or whatever. which weapon, which weapon was your chance.
0: It was a uh, garlic in
1: the health. Nice. Yeah. Mine was knives. And I actually, oh, wow. and I was on the hero that, that has knives that I like hated. Cause he's like, it doesn't seem like it's very good. Right. And then the knives super power up was like my first time doing a 30 minute run.
0: What so might. that's for me. It was the same actually. When I got the super weapon, I actually beat the game or whatever, beat the run with that. Uh, with uh, in that instance, um, but yeah. I don't know. I would say um, I, I I like, and the reason that I wanted to explain that little tidbit is because I think that it would be easy to try the game and be like, okay, I get it, but I don't know if I really care, right. And understanding how the weapon combination thing works adds another layer of choice, right? Of, like, feeling yes. like you're making the the right choice. Well, or and, it,
1: and it gets into the, like, there's a nervousness when your slots are filling up and you right. don't have what the content that you think you want. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, I need to get this exact... Piece, otherwise I can't complete my set. And like, yeah.
0: Well, and it 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 lends itself to like, okay, does it make more sense for me to buy another weapon or to buy the upgrade for the weapon I already have because I want to get it maxed out, right? Right. I mean, ultimately, if you do the whole thirty minute run, you will max out everything. Um, so eventually you'll get everything, but I think you want to probably get that super weapon pretty quickly. Um. And there's some other hidden things that I was surprised by, and maybe more because I've I've not even gotten to the last stage yet. I'm on the third stage of four, um, but that's there's like a map that you unlock on the third yep. stage, and then yep. that, and I assume that that's retroactive to the other
1: stages. I mean, I just oh, I don't I don't know I, I don't know that I got the map from stage three because I. Stage three came out right at the tail end of me doing stuff. Ah. I also just found out that there is a secret item in stage one. I knew there was a secret item in stage two, but I just discovered the secret item in stage one today. So. so, so when I was playing until I had the map,
0: I actually wasn't sure how the map worked because it didn't seem like I ever found an edge. And I was like, does it repeat on itself? Yep. Like, is it like a circle? Like I'm, when I go to the top, I come out of the bottom kind of thing. right? Um, is it, just infinitely generating. I did notice because on stage two you're in like hallways constantly. Mm -hmm. I noticed in stage two that if I left the screen and came back, it might repopulate like the torches or whatever that you can break out. Yep. So then it's like (laughs) does the does the map even exist or is it just like drawing stuff on the screen? Uh Uh-huh. Just I don't know. Finding the map item on stage three at least revealed that there are um on stage three, there's like four or five items that spawn on the map that okay. you can go and collect. Yep. So I don't know if that's the same thing you're referring to. One on- and
1: two have an item. I knew there was one on two. I know there's two on two that I knew mm. where to get because one's right where you start, and then the second is a few screens to the side. Yeah, um, but I thought it was ran- a random amount of screens to the side. Like, ah. and so, but then uh, I watched a speed run actually nice of, of getting to max level and yeah that he was like counting the number of screens he was going to one side and wow. then found it and i was like and it like doesn't always spawn so yeah anyway ah. apparently that is yeah that changes the choices even more so right yeah no that's fair that's fair um because you can you can only have the number of slots that you have but if you have all of your slots full you can still pick up the secret item and then max level that item it is kind of overboost your character.
0: It is um, like stupidly similar, while being entirely dissimilar to Loop Hero, where
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like now you understand has, the
1: correlation. I do because well, it's
0: like <laughs> this game has no. There is no reason that we would have done this this much time across two episodes uh-huh. about this game, except that if you play it you will discover that it entirely is warranted like (laughs) it really is that engaging and it has no right to be um and i i think i love it because of that i love that it's like it's like an underdog without being an underdog (laughs) Mm,
1: it's 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 accidental it's an accidental win that actually deserved the winnings it's not it didn't just go viral and somebody like trying to capitalize on their sudden viralness when they had no intention right right this has every this is good it's good Yeah. It's worth it's worth the fact that that it deserved to go viral, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, I think it's I I I I would be interested to see someone take if not the identical formula, but something like this or what they've done on Archero, like I would really love to see a triple A action RPG try and incorporate some of these. I think I like that the term minimalist gameplay elements. Right. Because it's not an idle game. It's not a clicker.
1: Yeah. I mean, not... like, I don't know. I see, like, this being combined with something like Risk of Rain 2.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You know? Like. Yeah.
1: I could see something like that happening.
0: Yeah. That could be interesting. Um.
1: But, yeah. that's Anyway. That's yeah. Nice to hear. Vampire
0: survivors. Go check out the last episode. And if nothing else, just. Uh, get your save yourself a Starbucks or something and get your three dollars out and just pick it up because if you have any passing interest in RPG games at all or something, I, I think yeah. you'll like it. Um, so speaking of which, though, what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, is your your play with Project Zomboid. Ooh, um, yeah, we had talked about it. I don't, it might have been two years ago now. It's crazy that we've been doing that this long, this that long <laughs> now that we can say that, but. But we talked about it a couple years ago, um, but you were, I think, compared to now, much more casual with it at that time than you have been this time. Um, But anyway, I'll I'll stop rambling. Oh, sure. Please.
1: I mean, for for those that don't know, Project Zomboid is a kind of an isometric zombie survival apocalypse RPG game, Uh, and it's hard, and it doesn't really have fantasy elements. It has zombies. That's about as fantasy as it gets uh you you do have skills and you level up and you have a character creation thing um that you go through but it uh it's it it is not a hundred percent realistic there are some not quite realistic pieces to it but it leans very heavily into realism um it's probably the most realistic of the zombie survival things
0: it's funny because we didn't talk about this ahead of time and I uh, and I just had the thought, I guess, so I don't know if it actually makes sense, but it's almost like Zomboid and <laughs> uh, Vampire Survivors are on opposite ends of the spectrum where Vampire Survivors is like obviously a little game. There's not, I mean, as much depth as there is to it, you can kind of pick up what you're supposed to do and how it works relatively quickly. Right. But it's also a brand new game. And so who knows, maybe five years from now, Vampire <laughs> Survivors is absolutely bonkers right right but project zamboid is legitimately just shy of a decade old Mm -hmm. and it is every bit as deep as a game that's it's like it's it's more user-friendly than dwarf fortress but it's like in that vein of like wow you never stopped adding to this and just it is
1: content deep well and
0: you know and and i certainly i i've not played very much at all um so i i don't mean to, to jump into to the Mm-mm, gameplay no. stuff of it, but just as an example, like this is just an example that stood out to me in how you can play and, and the way that we, when we're talking about like realism, which I don't know if realism is the best it's word to not... your point. It's almost it's... like it, it enables a, a really wide array of ways to solve problems. Yes. Um, that is very uncommon just in all games
1: really yeah the amount of things that you can do it's it's as close i think to a dnd level of yes you can like yes you can do that in this game yes you can solve this problem that way uh than most any other game has gotten like you said outside of like a dwarf fortress (laughs) well and then and then
0: i think that where and that's why realism is the word that comes to mind even though that's not really what we're talking about. But the thing that it does is it's like, yes, you can solve problems in, and not literally infinite, but in a wide variety of ways. But there are also just as many, maybe, maybe not unforeseen, but whatever, like out secondary outcomes of whatever you're doing. Oh yeah. That like you're
1: not necessarily thinking of.
0: Yeah. Like for example, and this is the, a really easy one. It was the very first thing that happened to me is I left a house I'm going to another house in the game to search for stuff and the house is locked, but there's a window. I go to interact with the window. There's a choice to break the window. Sure. Let's break the window. This is a video game. This is, we do this all the time, right? We break windows, (laughs) break the window. My hand gets cut Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now I'm bleeding and this is a problem I now have to solve. And I could have wrapped my hand in cloth first or used an item to break the window open. Right. And then the cut doesn't happen. Right. So it's, and I mean, that's a really, really tiny thing, but it's like, what other game does that? I mean, Subnautica, we've talked about a a ton. Mm -hmm. The game you really love. It does a lot of cool things. It does not have that level of depth to how it all works. Um, And again, that's not a shot at Subnautica. No. Min-
1: min-maxing in Project Zomboid, like min-maxing your first few minutes, includes during cus- character customization, don't just have a short sleeve shirt, also have an overshirt, <laughs> um, so that when you first start into the game, the first thing that you can do is shred your overshirt into scraps, so that you have bandages yeah. immediately available. <laughs>
0: Well, or like another thing I I saw was like, okay, so, you know, there's day and night cycles in the game. So when it becomes night, if you want to see indoors, you have to have a light source. Mm -hmm. But the light source, assuming there's windows in the house, which there always is, creates an attraction for zombies. Mm -hmm. So you can pull the curtains to reduce the light from coming out of the house. Right. What if there's not a curtain? You can take a sheet and hang that over the window. Yep. Like... That's so cool. And again, I know I'm talking about hanging a sheet over a window, which is the least cool thing you could do. It's,
1: but it's just but it, the it, fact
0: that it, it lets you think that
1: way is, like well, you and said, very D&D-esque. I think, I think the interesting, so that like to me, one of the really big interesting things about Project Zomboid is that there's very little different about the first five minutes of the game to 100 hours with the same character in. Like, outside of your own knowledge and skill there you can there is you can level up a character and there are skills that you get and that does change how certain things you have access to be able to know or do or or, or perform certain actions within the game and you can acquire a bunch of items and really rare loot and stuff that make it easier or harder to do certain things but this, there is no you're you don't become a superhero you're not sudden you're not now on a glittering mount Shooting laser beams like the the biggest differences is maybe you can have like a car and access to like maybe like pipe bombs or something right like right. uh and the zombies you're not fighting giant spitting puking mega t- you know block sized boss zombies you're still fighting the same zombies that you've been fighting this entire time and the the thing is is while that may sound like well that's boring like. You are also just as likely to die at a a character that is a hundred hours in is just as vulnerable and uh, and likely to succumb to zombies or food poisoning or starvation as a character that is just starting out. The only difference is your own knowledge about the world and your own skills at at playing.
0: I think the only thing I would like to to interject there, though, and and again, this is really a question because I don't know. But is it not the case though that you can like kind of get set up to a point where you have some level of safety? I mean, I understand that your character is always yeah. just as vulnerable, but like you can actually barricade your house and like you can kind of make it so that you're not
1: necessarily worried about well, any moment now I'm gonna be overrun. Is that true? For sure. That yeah, there is there is some of that, that, that you can that you can do. There's a, a large amount of safety that you can get to, but it's also you there's always basically one of two things. Either you're going to be completely self-sufficient on your own, like in out in the middle of the woods, you know, fishing and chopping down trees and farming, and you almost never see a zombie. You could still die to food poisoning or falling or, right. you know, like it's almost like uh, I, I think of when we were playing Valheim mm. and we were like all like building the base and, and somebody would forget to eat and jump yeah I, I wasn't gonna call you out it was you, just me literally every yeah. time
0: the other three people yourself included
1: <laughs> also
0: would forget to eat but just didn't jump off of everything right
1: <laughs> fall to your I death
0: i don't know i can't describe it it's it's i think it's because i'm so afraid of falling in real life so i just take the risk in video games right. you know
1: <laughs> but, I, but i mean like you can you can have that happen or eventually like you might get bored and be like or you may have an important tool break and have to adventure back. Because currently, in the current version of the game, you can't pull up the entire tech tree so low in the woods. There are some things that you don't have access to be able to make on your own. Uh. So if you want a new sledgehammer, uh, you need to go adventure and find one. And you're that's going to bring you right back into having to deal with zombies.
0: Well, and the reason I brought that up, and the reason that I wanted to make that distinction, if it was in fact there, is because what you're describing does sound very intriguing the version of that that i don't like is in don't starve where it's also true that you're just as vulnerable 100 hours in as you were 1 hour in but even more so because in don't starve it's almost impossible to set up a base where you're literally just kind of safe like in don't right. starve it's literally like well when the dogs show up again eh, that might you're going to chew day. through the walls right
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and the giant little... will eventually stomp through everything. So.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: there's a chance that if you make your base big enough, you might make it big enough that if you un- don't visit a tile for a certain amount of time on default settings, zombies will spawn in. Uh, um, so not like huge amounts all the time. And it depends on where you are and how long right. you're into the game. There's actually a lot of variables that go into a lot of aspects of the game. Um, So it's probably not going to spawn a whole horde but you might have a couple of zombies where you're like, eh, there probably shouldn't be one here. Like mm-hmm. that can happen Um, again. You'd probably have to have a pretty large sprawling base at that point to, to, to not see every tile for X amount of time. Right. Um, but, but yeah, it could happen. Sure. And again, my point really just is
0: like, I, I, I think in these survival type games where you're building up a base, part of that experience that I like is, is getting to feel like, I'm not scrambling on day 30 right. for the same things that I was scrambling for, at least on day one. And in right. don't starve you, I don't <laughs> Now I know there are probably going to be some players that have played, you know, thousands of hours of don't starve that will explain that I'm just terrible,
1: well, which is true. Yeah.
0: Um. But whatever, At the end of the day, it just, I don't get that sentiment from it. So I like that Zomboid, kind of keeps that intact but makes it a little more like yeah it is but it's also
1: i mean at least in the single player there's also like you're not building turrets there's nothing there's no automated right stuff because there's not i mean it's like 1995 ruralsville kentucky except it's actually modeled after like a few hundred square miles of kentucky
0: Mm -hmm. like
1: It's the map. I did the math a a while back and it's ridiculous, but it's like five, four or five major towns in a city of Kentucky and it's, it's the map is stupid. Huge. Yeah. Now it's like condensed a little bit. Like things are technically a little bit closer together than they are in the real world, but it's still like, you can pull up Google maps and you could pull up these, the the project zomboid map and you can one for one huge sections of it. (laughs) Right. So how long
0: does a game in a, a day in the game take in real time roughly?
1: So it's so I I think the default setting is 1 hour. So it's like half hour day, half hour night. Okay. Uh default setting night is not pitch black, so you can it's it's dark, but it's not pitch black. You can set it to pitch black though. Like ah. the game's default settings are hard and then there are settings available to push the realism harder. Um and I mean, like, even default settings night is still nothing to kind of scruff at. Like, you can see, but it, you can get caught off guard very easily. Right. Um. But, but real pitch black settings will just 100% black out your screen. And if you don't have a light source. <laughs> so, what do you think? And I
0: mean, again, this is all very anecdotal, but for in your experience, like, what's your average lifespan in the
1: game? <laughs> Depends on which game. So, I've got the crazy modded to all wildness game that i played for a little while um and then it's like basic project zomboid even basic project zomboid though like i'm not great uh solo is different from multiplayer i'll put that out there because solo you kind of guarantee a spawn that you're not immediately having to scramble in the default game if i have a, a normal spawn uh i can usually make it to the helicopter event which is like a week uh, at minimum, I can I can more often than not now that I mean, God, I don't even on average, maybe like it's it's hard to say. There are some days where I just die instantly because if I've done something dumb. Mm. There are other times where I die on. Oh, it's always something dumb, though. And I think yeah. it's just how much how dedicated am I to the game that I'm playing and how much attention am I? Put? That's really what it is. It's how, am I willing to 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 not check my phone? Like, Mm. which is which is where my modded game was because I was trying to play. I was trying to role play and I was enjoying it by myself. Now, if it's a multiplayer server and I'm checking my phone and I don't really care and I've got a beer and I'm willing to look away. Yeah, my lifespan is days, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes hours.
0: (laughs) So what's the longest you've ever made it?
1: Uh, A little over a month. And that's usually about the time that I burn out. So yeah. I've, gotten, I've gotten to that point twice. So is there a is there
0: an end? Like, is there ever a game over screen other than you died?
1: No, the okay. the game start screen is this is how you die. Right, right. And that they mean it. They 100% mean it.
0: I just didn't. <laughs> it'd be funny if like if you could just make because there's crazy systems in it where like, you know, when the game starts, it's not. Is, is it day one of the zombie apocalypse?
1: Um, it's essentially not. Yes. And no, no. It's basically like day now that's gonna change some here soon, actually. Uh, but no, it's within like it's like a, a one week later sort of scenario. Like right. you are the only person left. Um now that's gonna change soon. The NPC update is coming and they're getting even the amount of depth that they've already said that they're gonna put into that is already ridiculous. <laughs> like they're going like you're so you remember in like Fallout Three, how like your character creation is you start as a baby? Yeah. Project Zomboid is you're going to start with your parents, like you're going to build your parents (laughs) kind of thing. Or you can or it'll determine your parents based on you. And like all of the other families in the world will pre-populate and they will have a random number. The parents will be randomly together or divorced, randomly together or separate in the world. Like dad may be grocery shopping when mom is at home with the kids. And then it'll predetermine, like, dad will try to get home. Does he get bitten? Like, yeah, it's in, like, the amount... And they're literally... That's how it rolls all of the zombies in the world. We'll all start as an NPC, and game generation will just go through and zombify X number of them. Huh. And then that'll determine what characters are available to be NPCs in the world. <laughs>
0: like that's very dwarf fortress esque mm-hmm. in like the the amount of of depth that goes into to creating that so something that i um i was talking with someone recently who's a big fan of like um rimworld mm-hmm. um which is not really similar but i don't know there's some simil- some ways, I, Yeah, there
1: is there's a little bit in there the depth of game i think is there
0: but they were they were saying that the reason that they didn't really couldn't stick with rimworld and and really couldn't get into dwarf fortress actually, was because there's like this, there's the capacity for the game to become absurd. And when I say that, I don't even mean like too demanding absurd. I mean, like in RimWorld, for example, there's a a thing where characters have a happiness trait that's impacted by if they get to eat at a table or not. Right. So then it gets to a point where if you don't have enough tables in your colony, then someone might have a mental breakdown and then like kill half the colony. And it's all because they didn't need at a table, which is kind of like immersion shattering. Right. Or in dwarf fortress, like who knows? I mean, in dwarf fortress, it's anything. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. It gets, yeah. So somebody inhaled a mold spore and now you've got a demon that is in in your base, you know, right. And there's a completely logical chain of events that actually caused that to happen.
0: Right. Um, But anyway, so this person and again, still anecdotal isn't like this is the the common view or something, but that person felt like those kind of absurdist slants chipped away at their immersion in the game. And so they didn't they didn't like that. So I'm curious, does Zomboid have mechanics that that, that, you know, maybe if looked at objectively could feel that way? Or does it seem to be able to avoid
1: having something like that? One really big. It's not big, I won't say. I'll say the most often cited one Mm. and the most often immediately modded away one is uh, basically called Reading is Boring. And and there's two pieces to it. So, like, you can find skill books in the game that, like, they don't give you skills, but as much as they give you a bonus to performing that skill. Because all of the skills in the game, we've barely even talked about the mechanics of the game. All of your leveling (laughs) happens kind of in the same way as Valheim, which is skills level up as you use them. You get experience for them. So reading a skill book gives you a multiplier to that experience for one to two level blocks of that skill. So like beginners is levels one and two. So as long as you're in level one or two, you get three XP multiplier for everything you do, right? By reading that book. So but to read a book takes—it's not instant. It takes a long time. It can take four or five hours to read a book. Uh, of, of in game time or real time of, of in game time. So, okay. like, yeah, I mean, like, like reading a book. Like, if you sat and read a book for four hours straight, you're gonna make a, a good dent in it. Like, you could get through a, a couple hundred pages, right? Yeah. And so that's what it takes in the game. And uh, the thing is, though, is that there you have a boredom meter, basically. And if you are inside doing nothing, your boredom meter will slowly increase. Uh, The safest place to read a skill book is inside, because if I'm going to sit still for four hours, I don't want a zombie sneaking up on me, right? Um, So most people, and you can find lights inside and power a house and make sure that it, you know, is somewhat safe and boarded up. So yeah, you can get bored by reading a book. Um and specifically skill books because other books you can read for entertainment that'll decrease your boredom. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest one that a lot of people kind of nope out on and get frustrated with because boredom can lead to depression. Um, if your character is bored long enough and whatnot. So, huh? But
0: that I don't know. That's uh, again the ability to mod.
1: Yes. Also, huge modding community and huge support from like Project Zomboid has probably the most in-depth patch notes that I've ever seen of a game. Like their their hot fixes are like 40 line item bulleted line <laughs> items. Like a a a minor patch is probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred items. A wow. major update you're talking just a ridiculous amount. You need four or five hours to read it. <laughs> yeah, it's their, their most, their major updates are just mostly small updates, three or four in a row, like rapid succession. So hmm. it's, it's huge. Like their testing community is huge. Their betas are big. Like, and this has been true all the while in the last nine years that they've had a, an average peak player count of between one and 2000. Um, Not just the last few months where their peak player count has been fifty, sixty thousand. 60,000 right so it's uh they've kind of always been that way and it's amazing
0: so i mean like you said we haven't really talked about mechanics a ton um so i guess let's jump into that so you start the game you explain that it's an isometric game and you know you're probably in a house or something and you've ripped up your shirt to make scraps for bandages (laughs) yep so and that's all done via like Right-click context menu mm. type stuff. Yeah, there's, right.
1: there's, yeah, it's all. You right-click and you get a, a several options and sometimes treed options. There are a few standard interact buttons and stuff within the game. Uh, like spacebar is like push and or stomp. Uh, like you know you've got holding right click allows you to either look further so you can like off-center your character from the screen and zoom out basically Mm -hmm. or aiming a weapon like if you want to stab or like stand still and directional aim or whatever i see um and then yeah like single right clicks allow you to interact with items on the ground in your inventory or whatever there's there's a not a ridiculous number we're not talking like wow levels of, (laughs) of of you know sub menus and stuff on your screen but there are a number of different menus on your screen that can either be access via keyboard shortcuts or clicked on. Um, and yeah, you, you start with basically nothing. You've got clothes on your back um, and a house that you're in. That is th- your starter house. in a single player game is always safe. So there's no zombies in the house and there's like only a max of like five zombies within like a 10 foot radius of your house. And they won't be actively trying to break in. So you've yeah. got a little bit to get your bearings, search the house, find usually some amount of food, uh, maybe a weapon. That weapon could be a frying. A lot of things are multi-purpose. A frying pan can be wielded as a weapon, or you can cook with it. Um, things will break. Most things have a condition. Most things are consumable. There are very few items in the game that do not have that don't wear down mm. at, at some point. Um, so you're you're always trying to, and your character's weight capacity. Or carry capacity is affected by if they have a backpack or a fanny pack or a shoulder bag or a duffel bag. And is it
0: is it a weight limit or is it just an inventory size limitation? If that makes sense.
1: Yes. Okay. It's both and bag. So like it's not a size limit in like a Diablo. Like here's your twenty squares. Um, it is mostly a weight limit on your character, but items that can hold items which could be a guitar case, a suitcase, uh, like there are so many items. They have a weight reduction percentage, a capacity, and and a capacity number, Um, which is for the most, I think for the most part, it is a weight number, but most items are weighed in a sense that like you can and can't pick them up. You can have like an encumbered amount and then you have like kind of a, I can't pick up anything else amount.
0: I guess my question is like, um, like can you pick up a chainsaw and put that into your handbag? Like you could into Diablo. Right. right?
1: And, and I would say no, because the chainsaw will be like weighed a certain amount, that the handbag won't take. I see. Up, even cool. though it has a rate reduction. So like, it's really, there are a couple of points where you can pick up items that are maybe and stuff them in other items that maybe doesn't really work in the real world right for the most part you're gonna be like oh this is like why can't i drag this into that and it's like oh i can't put a water cooler into a backpack like right that makes sense now i get it (laughs) Ha! unless it's a camelback yeah right right yeah then it's huge um Yeah, but but there's... And, like, so you get a weight reduction. So, like, a duffel bag gives you, like, 50% weight reduction of any item you put in it. So it's better to stuff everything in there so that you're not over-encumbered. Now And you get a weight reduction depending on if you're carrying it in your secondary item, like your left hand, or if you're Mm. wearing it on your back. So you Ah. get more weight reduction by putting it on on your shoulders than you do by carrying it in one arm. I see. And, like, that's... It's those little details... Food, every food item in the game has at least three stats, which is like calories, fat and car- or calories, fat, carbohydrate and protein are all calculated and they all actually affect your character.
0: <laughs> wow. That's yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's a lot. I don't know yeah, that I've ever the- seen macronutrients.
1: <laughs> yes. And, and and your character may or may not understand them based on the skills that they have their level of like fitness, their uh his like if they start as as a a wildlife specialist or a fitness instructor, may they may know about that stuff more than if they start as a a burger flipper.
0: (laughs) So you you just can't you just can't actually comprehend what a nutrition label means. You can read
1: yeah you can read the nutrition label, but you won't understand like the there you can get more you can get more than i see (laughs) it can go further (laughs) and if an item doesn't have a nutrition label you may not know so a canned good you'll know the macronutrients of but uh, a cricket or a, a, a sparrow that you killed you won't <laughs> right right
0: oh hey what's up man is that uh, is that indiana jones that you're doing there
1: no it's it's star wars it's the death march
0: oh right well it's ominous sounding so what's with that
1: well i mean i was just imagining you know having to get in a character for when we have the corporate overlords that we'll submit to when we start selling out on ads oh man yeah would be cool if there was some other way that we could fund the show. I mean, yeah, we we have a way though. It's it's called ko fi.com slash puis pod. people can just donate to Ko Fi to help keep the podcast ad free for the cost of about a cup of coffee.
0: Oh. Well that sounds way better. What mouth trumpet song would you
1: play for that? Uh I don't know. I don't have trumpet music for every situation, man. It's just kind of random. Oh, well, color me surprised. That's not a color. So, uh, you know, obviously
0: zombies are the primary primary, not only because like you said, you could fall or get food poisoning or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's many nemesis available, but the zombies is the primary one. But my understanding is that your goal is not to like turn into a zombie killing war machine because you'll create too much sound.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. There's, there are many ways to play and you can be a zombie killing war machine you could try to anyway. You won't be Tony Stark because there's no fantasy elements in the base game. <laughs> but you can try to get like an AK-47 or something and some ammo and try to kill as many zombies as you can. You will still die. I mean, every again, you will die. That's the whole point is you're going to die. So, right. you know, go out guns blazing if you want. Um, But you're not going to find it's it's rural Kentucky. So if you want an AK-47, you've either got to find the, the survivalist uh trailer park house <laughs> which right. is you're probably more likely to find it there than you are in the rich neighborhood or the mill you can go to west point you know there's some military bases and stuff and there's some military checkpoints that are set up around some of the cities because it's a zombie apocalypse um but yeah guns make noise and they make a lot of noise for a long distance and they will draw in zombies from all over the map so yeah if you pull out a shotgun uh you're gonna be drawing zombies in from like a six block radius so this kind of weird
0: game to pop into my head from what we were just talking about but it kind of reminds me of brigador oh okay because in brigador there was like a a mechanic with sound Mm -hmm. and in that you would Now brigador is an entirely different game to be clear but you could use sound to like bait enemies to a location and then run away from there and then like flank around and Mm -hmm. use it tactically do you is that at play oh yeah you can
1: you can uh there's a few different methods of like large scale clearing so you can early game uh stuff an oven full of like things like clothes right like so just stuff it full of jeans and t shirts <laughs> okay. Uh, set the oven to 400 degrees cause you can set the temperature, uh, turn off the timer so it doesn't turn off turn on the oven it's a very and, nice
0: oven by the way yeah my right? oven doesn't have these features go on
1: and uh, you can change the temperature on your oven
0: <laughs> but i can't there's no timer there's no timer it like shuts a it off microwave
1: timer okay. Like, okay okay that's fair But like yeah um and your wi-fi uh, oven over here right know. yeah it's not it's not remote you've got to be standing <laughs> next to it and you can't change it if you leave like it's not gonna do it um and then and then pull like get a, a few alarm clocks or something and, like, and stash them around the house to all go off in like 15-20 minutes and then run away. And the alarms will go off and attract a bunch of zombies that will all go to investigate this house. And then, you know, in like half an hour, 45 minutes, the t-shirts and jeans in the oven are going to set the house on fire. Um, and then, yeah, you just burn away a couple of blocks of zombies. <laughs> wow. Um, You can go find, it doesn't even have to be a drivable ambulance or cop car. You can just repair enough of the cop car to get the siren to work and and a car battery that's halfway charged and then climb in and hotwire the cop car. And if you can hotwire, you have to have enough skills and certain things to be able to do that or be a burglar. Okay. Hotwire the cop car, turn the turn the siren on, uh, let the siren go off for a little bit and throw a Molotov cocktail outside of it. And then that's just a zombie barbecue. And they all burn while they're trying to get into the cop car. You've just got to be able to avoid all of the zombies that are now swarming your area. And, you know, the hope that they either destroy the cop car or that you have some other way of getting out of that area. <laughs> so I would
0: guess that that's not how you play primarily. But given the level of detail that you have on all these methods, <laughs> I know no longer am confident in my assessment how do you play most often? <laughs>
1: I yeah I I am I'm in between. Okay. In multiplayer servers, I cause chaos. Um. In In multiplayer, I know enough that I can be dangerous, and I'm bored enough with the first five days that I'm trying new things. Ah. Um. So I've played an old man, an old fisherman. So like near. So you, when you're creating your character, you can have. Uh, skills that are beneficial, but to get those, you have to have negative traits to, right. to get them. Right. So I'll be like uh, deaf, so I so I won't know if a zombie sneaks up behind me because I won't hear zombies. Um, and lower perception radius, nearsighted, uh, uh, feeble, so that my strength is really low. But then take like fisherman, outdoorsman. Uh, which like being able to survive outside, like temperature doesn't affect me. You know, I, I have really good foraging abilities and I'm really good at fishing and then just like role play as the old guy, fisherman, who's like not into all this newfangled stuff, but I've got a backpack and a, and a, a frying pan and a fishing pole. And like, I can, I can kind of survive against a couple of zombies on my own. If I have people with me to support me. I can feed them because I'm really, really good at fishing mm. and foraging and, and being in the wilderness. Right. But I'm not going to be fighting hordes of zombies, you know. Right. I've, I've also played like a police officer who's got a- skills in aiming and reloading. And I rush the, the closest place that has guns and and get a few or a bunch and just make a bunch of noise but can survive it. Uh, long enough to extract weapons and ammunition from the area right um, you know and then bring those to the party or whatever Hmm. solo i play uh pretty defensively i play quiet sneaky i like spears uh i like a a a wide range of skills to enough to be able to forage for food enough to be able to deal with combat decently you know and and try to kind of uh, a jack of all trades
0: Yeah, yeah. I think my favorite, um, something that you said at the very beginning of that reminded me of my favorite Steam user review for Project Zomboid, (laughs) which was turn game on, game had no sound, alt tabbed, sound settings all looked fine, couldn't figure out why the game was bugged. Open my character window, realize my character is deaf, 10 out of 10. <laughs> like because your character being deaf no. isn't just a stat on a sheet. No. Like you literally can't hear.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, nearsighted <laughs> reduces how far you can zoom out. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So you can't zoom out to max zoom because hmm. you can't see that far. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so something else you've brought up, and I think this is really the the trigger for why this game that's been out for nine years had this sudden kind of resurgence or I don't know if resurgence is the right word because I don't know that it ever surged yeah, it never at this really point before yeah. <laughs> right um but whatever it, this massive surge in popularity that it had was tied to its revamping of multiplayer mm-hmm. um so I'm curious you know you talked about multiplayer and, and how you your kind of approached that but when you're playing multiplayer have you primarily played with like a group of people that you already know, have you played with strangers at all? Is there, is that an option? Like, what Mm -hmm. does that look like?
1: So the full multiplayer release basically includes whitelisted servers, like either official or close to official content um, and, and or safer quote unquote content, right? Like probably not going to be a bunch of admins that are all cheating and waiting for random troll people to troll. Right. Like, right. um, There are like, so I started playing with buddies first uh, they eventually have moved to a more strict role play server, um, which is pretty cool. I while simultaneously while I went off to go do my own personal role play thing, they all found a role play server, which was pretty intense and and is set up really, really well and is actually really well managed. Uh, admins reward certain types of behavior and hmm. will set up the admin powers on the servers are pretty wide ranging and you can build events so you can pick very specific types of zombies to spawn in and hmm. numbers and types and give them stats. You can stat up tougher zombies or faster zombies. So you could say, make a 20 zombie construction crew with high visibility jackets around a construction site and then put in some loot, a few extra sledgehammers or maybe, uh, you know, some hatchets and saws kind of high, more rare gear. And then, have that be an objective that players go after. Mm. You know, I've seen, I've watched videos of individual missions on a server, like the, the trailer park boys versus the military convoy Uh, trailer park. boys get access to a school bus, two vans and a car. A military convoy is, you know, a Hummer and a semi. And the, you know, you're at some point along the way, the the trailer park people need to ambush the military convoy and like however you want to do Do you want to leave a car sideways on the road and use it as a trap do you want to secure a bridge do you, you know like there you can do all kinds of stuff that it's it's a very deep game um god we haven't even talked about how many items on a car there are to repair <laughs> I, <laughs> well i'm curious just on the
0: same thread here though yeah So is the is there anything destructible? Like, can you blow up a bridge? So now it can't be crossed. Okay.
1: I don't know that you can blow up a whole bridge. You could set it on fire. Um, Mm. You can blow up cars on a bridge, which then makes them completely inoperable, and you would have to have blowtorches and propane to disassemble the wrecks of the cars to make room to get over the bridge
0: when you put all your clothes in the oven does the house disappear or is it just on fire for a time and then it returns to normal
1: uh no it doesn't return to well yeah it, as long as in default settings so again i'm talking default settings for yeah, everything. yeah it'll burn some items will get fully deleted some items will burn to a charge stage There are multiple charred stages where you can pass through them versus not pass through them. So how burned down is a wall? Um, Does it have a hole big enough for you to fit through or not? Uh, Fire can spread to other flammable objects with percentage chances. You can Mm. put fire out in various ways. It can spread to other houses or in nature. It kind of like the really destructive fires in don't starve that spread through whole forests. Yeah. That can happen in zomboid as well. (laughs) Mm. That's really dangerous to get caught in and you'll probably die. (laughs) So
0: I'm curious, have you, uh, you know, obviously when you're playing with your friends, I would assume no, but like, it seems like if you were playing where multiplayer, where everyone's not friends, you would have a situation. And when I say not friends, I mean like adversarial in some way, not just that you don't know them um so assuming that you know there's an element of pvp to it if you will yep. yeah like i mean yeah i could try and like kill your character with my character or i could try and sneak alarm clocks into your backyard <laughs> <laughs> and then and then that's
1: it like does this Have you participated in any of this have you seen any of this i have not trolled in that way no okay okay <laughs>
0: Well, and again, that's why that's why I say like assuming it's PvP. I'm not. I mean, trolling one thing, but and
1: I don't play a lot of PvP. I haven't played a lot of PvP servers. Yeah. Um. There are some that PvP is on. There's a lot of like it's 1995, so there's a lot of in-game support for if you're not on a Discord. Uh, walkie-talkies versus ham radios can matter for how far you can speak to people. Oh. And you can choose, like, if you're on a ham radio, your voice can be heard throughout your house. And if somebody else is on channel 99.05 hertz, they'll hear you clearly. And if they're 10 hertz on either side, they'll hear you garbledly. Ah. So, like, you could just role play a radio station. Like, <laughs> 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 there's people that do. And then, but the full role play of that, where you have to go out and also get your farm supplies and if you listen to that radio station if you if you hosted it every night for an hour uh you know that other people might wonder what happened to you if you're not on on tuesday like did you die (laughs) right
0: right huh yeah that's super interesting so i mean you know obviously there's you said there's a lot of car parts to repair Mm -hmm. I, i mean certainly any direction you want to go with that but i guess Maybe just talk about the complexity because I'm sure it's not limited to cars that there's that yeah, level of complexity. Yeah, it's everything, everything.
1: Yeah. Well, and the things that currently don't are about to get that complex. Mm. So their their roadmap, which they have stuck to pretty much this whole time, is is broad and deep simultaneously, mm-hmm. um, and is is getting a lot of pieces are getting hit on. The crafting system is about to be overhauled. They're about to add the same level of depth as there is in the mechanics skill tree to the other skills. Cause there are some skills that don't matter as much to level um, that you get access to everything from, you know, the first couple of levels of a skill uh, or don't really change the gameplay that much. They're all going to get revamped. And th- with that, the crafting tree, which is already extensive is about to get even bigger. Mm. And the first little bits of that have happened with the new foraging system and there's about to be a lot more. The new foraging system tries to solve some of the the (laughs) you-eventually-mine-out-the-map sort of situation. Uh, The new crafting systems are going to make it to where you can eventually make your own sledgehammers and stuff that is more rare. It'll still be hard, and maybe take multiple players with multiple skill proficiencies to do. So is there a limit to your skills that your one character
0: can have? Like, can you not be a mechanic and a cook and a, all of you this. You can
1: get all of the skills. There are certain traits currently in the game that are only available to certain professions. Ah. So starting as a certain profession, you may have access to things that other characters either need to read a specific skill magazine to have, uh, which are some of the traits, skills and traits that are available in character creation, not just your your profession, but there's some skills that you can get that are only available otherwise as a magazine, which can be a really rare drop right uh, to to try to source um and it's not guaranteed to be in your starting city so you may have to get a car and a bunch of gear and travel to another town and then try to find it there and that may not be a guarantee either you know so it could be really hard to get um or just straight up you can't get big based on certain uh classes well and so th- i think you may have just answered but i was going to ask that
0: you, with your your sledgehammer example like, if you can't craft them, is there just a fixed amount, and so eventually you would just again, maybe, you're probably gonna die first. But
1: oh, you're definitely yeah. like, yeah, and even playing that because of how how obscenely big the map is. Like, that's it, we're talking like five, four, f- four small, medium sized towns and a city, and like warehouse districts, factories, all sorts of places that will spawn most you know of the rarer items in the game you can you can stock up eventually a pretty high amount of um but yes you could you could eventually mine the whole map out of and if you don't have it on zombies stay dead then they would you know continue respawning and sometimes that is, uh, is a way to get certain types of loot is off of dead zombies other times there are you know some items that don't you won't spawn ever again you know mm. um so, yeah, there are some items currently that you you could potentially run out of. Hmm. But I mean there's it that I don't know, the depths of of the content is just as much in the mechanics system as as like building a car basically from scratch, you can almost do um or at least repair uh with enough skill points to um the the cooking system is is deep and provides different levels of bonuses and ties into how fast you train up skills like fitness and strength. Um, you know, and it's it's just it's ridiculous how far each of these systems, how they're how far they're willing to go into them.
0: Yeah, it's uh like I said at the very beginning of this conversation, I mean it's just mind blowing to me how um You know, obviously, I keep saying the depth of the system or the variety of options, but just also to to the point you've been making, the amount of systems.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're alone. they
0: Their own depths. That's what what
1: I'm saying is it's like it's wide and deep. It's yeah, it's like 200 kilometers wide and 10 miles deep. (laughs) Almost literally.
0: You know, if you go look at it on Steam, it still says it's an early access. Yes. um, Which I think. You know, we've we've talked about Early Access in, in other episodes before, and there's a mixed track record with it. We've had some really great successes. We've had some games that never made it out of Early Access, which was disappointing. Um, but I, I think Zomboid falls into the Factorio
1: yes. land
0: with me, where it's like, now Factorio is at this point, a, you know, a full release game or whatever. But Factorio was also in Early Access for years. And I don't know that it was quite as long as Zomboid's been. right but it was i mean factorio was excellent i mean i don't know how it might have been excellent day 1 i didn't play it that early but it was excellent well years before they mm-hmm. officially launched and and Zomboid is that same way and i just yeah. wanted to bring that up so if someone sees early access well i don't know uh,
1: early access is such
0: a nebulous term they're really close <laughs> to 1.02 like yeah. they're they're
1: they're on the path to 1.0 they, they want to continue development past it but there is a path to it um, that they're more they're closer to it than not. I don't want to say that they're like three-quarters or have some specific number, but they're closer to it than not. I mean, when when I first played Zomboid, it used 2D sprites. The game now uses a 3D lighting engine. Wow. Um, but originally all of the sprites were built a certain way. They they talk about things in their so not only do they release their patch notes, they also talk about their blog, their Zomblogs or zomboids are are in-depth discussions on things about the game like it's current in the current release of the game stairs can only face two of the four cardinal directions uh buildings can only be eight stories high and can't have basements and they discuss why and hmm. what they're trying to do to change it because they want they want basements they want skyscrapers you hmm. know and and what the limitations of their game are and why they're there are holdovers from when they were a really small development team but now that they have success they they are now a game studio and able to afford to be a game studio and can afford to develop the game
0: more fully yeah yeah i think it's super cool um and i i i think the addition of multiplayer adds an element to it that while maybe not essential to enjoy it i think goes a long way because you know we've been doing this show for a long time now we've interviewed a wide variety of people from all over the gaming space, whether it be developers or esports players or team owners or whoever. And almost, it's like not a hundred percent, but I would say it's like 90% of when we ask someone, why does gaming matter to you? The answer is some version of social stuff, right? Like it's ultimately it comes back to that, whether that be because it's couch co-op or because it's meeting friends across the world or just connecting with, friends that you maybe used to live in your town and now don't, whatever that means. Um, and so I think that, I think, yeah, having a multiplayer element to it, um, did, it makes sense that that was kind of the trigger for it to, yes. to rock it up in popularity. Yep. Um, so at the risk of offending your friends, do you think you prefer playing multiplayer or single player? Um,
1: I, I, I mean, I think if I would have, if I would have not played Project Zomboid like five years ago um, and started today with my friends or a lot closer to my friends, I would love being multiplayer more. Um, I really did enjoy multiplayer. It's great. Uh, there is There was a skill differential between me and my friends. And additionally, my they all started playing right as I was kind of on the tail end mm-hmm. of stopping playing. Um, But that said, I mean... I, to this day, have not had a Minecraft multiplayer experience where I've had more than one or two other people that are just close friends in a game. Like, I've not done a Minecraft, like, big server or something, right? Yeah. Um, so I can't really say that, oh, I don't like Minecraft multiplayer because I've barely touched it, right? <laughs> um, but that said, I think I prefer Zomboid is, is a very individual-driven game. Outside of it is it is a sandbox game. it is there is no end goal. there is no cure the zombie virus or escape the city or it's it's whatever your goal is is if you want to escape the city, you can make that happen. If you want to find the military complex, you can make that happen. Um, I set up a hundred some odd mods and built a scenario where I had a custom spawn location in a specific area because I wanted to make it hard and build a story around how my character was in a car wreck traveling to the city to find the zombie cure, which does exist now because of mods. Mm. And, uh, and I needed to get the zombie cure and get out. Uh, But I had no idea of how that was going to happen. And I'm here in a car wreck with a broken leg and a few supplies to start with. Like, so, and it's a year later, right? So everything's overgrown, which there are mechanics in the base game, they take a really long time to kick in is that the world will regrow grass will grow on pavement vines will grow up houses like yeah. trees will grow in yards the world will there is a reclamation mechanic available in the game that you may not see ever <laughs> right
0: and if you play long enough then aloy shows up <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. I don't know if old age is I don't know yeah. if anybody's hit the old age death like like right. you had a heart attack yeah. from eating too many, you know, boxes of chips and cans of chili right. and all the
0: spam page. that you've consumed over yeah, the last instead, 60 days yeah, has caught up you to should,
1: you. Instead of salting every bit of food, maybe you should have, you know, had some water. <laughs> It could be in there and just nobody's found it yet. There are a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of, there are like you can go to a port area and find a shipping container that's like raised up like on a crane and you can't operate the crane and the the power and water have gone out by this point. Cause that can happen too. Uh, but if you have your carpentry skill high enough, you can build a couple of flights of stairs up to it. <laughs> and if you have a sledgehammer, you can break down the door And then inside of it, there's all kinds of cool gear, right? There's like story houses and story cars, kind of like a, a, in a rim world sort of scenario where like this house is all boarded up. And when you undo all the boards and you go inside, there's party hats everywhere and beer bottles everywhere and six zombies that are wearing party hats and like the upstairs bedroom has clothes all over it and stuff. And you can kind of infer what you want about this house or there's a house that has, you know, two guns with two people that are dead that aren't zombie dead. They're mm. just normal dead, and like, and maybe, uh, you know, th- whatever. They, it can get gruesome in some areas. There's there's a how a random house with like a Jason Voorhees. Wow. Like, there's yeah, like some there's you can get the hockey mask and the big hunting knife, hmm. and there's like five dead people in the house, <laughs> and like. <laughs> So
0: it's probably because I mentioned Factorio that this that this came to me, and I don't know if it really is relevant outside of the example of Factorio. But I've talked about Factorio, and then another game that's similar to it called Satisfactory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Satisfactory is a very pretty game. However, for me, whenever I played Satisfactory, it was right on the heels of a very extended Factorio, you know, few months that I'd been playing pretty uh, rigorously. And satisfactory to me, the biggest turnoff that I had with it was honestly the fact that I was in first-person view, because building the base and tearing it down and all of that was, to me, way more tedious when I have to do it one block at a time in front of me, mm-hmm. versus from this isometric view in Factorio where I can like paint the screen with you know right. belt or whatever. Um, so I'm curious, do you think that Project Zomboid would work? with a different camera, like if it was a first person game with high fidelity graphics, but was otherwise the same, would it
1: still work? Or does that, or is that not relevant to, to, to I think I don't know. So I want to say yes, but I'm almost, I'm almost more inclined to say no, because of the amount of time certain actions take and Mm. the number, like, and how much people hate a lot of first person animations. Ah, yeah. Like, third-person animations of my character going down on one knee and digging through a cabinet or putting things into a backpack looks cool. First person, my character, I want to drag and drop things from my inventory. I don't want to watch them. Like, in Project Zomboid, if you move everything from a backpack to a cupboard, you have to first move them out of the backpack, into your inventory, and then into the cupboard. And there you can take five to ten minutes, and your character can be slow at it. One of the traits is that you're... You, you, all thumbs, so you suck at moving <laughs> inventory items, and it's like three hundred percent difference in time. Wow! So it can legitimately take a, an in-game and a, a real-world minute and a half or minute in-game thirty minutes to transfer a full duffel bag full of all sorts of gear into mm-hmm. a cupboard. Right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to watch that happen in first person. Is taking out the the adhesive tape and putting it in the shelf. Taking right. out, you know like. You want in first person, your first aid is like inject with the stim pack and go, you know, like not. And even the ones that are like a far cry, like pull a bullet out, stitch it or whatever. Like you only see that once or twice or, you know, it gets annoying if you see it too much. Like I'm pulling the same bullet out of the same arm. Like, what is this? There's a lot of those timed actions. Um, I think that's the other thing that I like about single player is being able to fast forward time for it so that some of those so like reading a skill book can take especially if you're a slow reader um on and that's the problem with the server is like i don't like that trade on a server anymore it's no longer free points because it takes literally five to ten minutes of real world time to read a skill book and Yeah, Yeah, I don't want to do that.
0: (laughs) It's interesting when games have time lapse and then you have multiplayer. So again, entirely different game. But I played Stellaris quite a bit, and it's it's you know it it feels like a four X, but there's no end turn button. It's technically real time, Um, but you can fast forward time, which is great when you kind of have periods of you know there's a lull or something, and so you can fast forward time and now get to the next event or whatever. But when playing multiplayer. It actually lets you do the time-lapse still, but only the host of the multiplayer game can control it. Right. And and so it, it became frustrating. I was just playing with one other friend of mine, but it became frustrating because he would want to fast-forward time when it made sense for him, which is fine. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, yeah. wrong for that but it wouldn't align with when I needed to fast forward time. And since he was the host, I couldn't choose when to fast forward. Oh, time. Right. Right. And it's not like he was petty about it, but it was just like no. a limitation that when you're used to playing a certain way, yeah. it feels very disruptive to how you think about it all. So, exactly. so that makes sense. Um, well, yeah. Like I said, I think that the game is super, super cool, and and I, I I definitely wanted to talk to you about it here, just because I know it's been something you've been pretty invested in, in the last over the last couple of months. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had a pretty long single player role playing session, uh, and quite a few in the middle of that, uh, switched to multiplayer for a bit, and then went and essentially played my single player game until I got bored. Um, but yeah, it was. I think that I think that multiplayer with a dedicated group of friends that are willing to take the time like if everybody understands enough of the game like i think now if i weren't already tired of it moving on to other things i think most of my friends are at a point skill wise where we'd all pretty much mash up and it's kind of like D. it's almost exactly like D. if i had a role play scenario that i wanted to play out and everybody else was excited by that scenario like the the game system I want with the the setting that I want and everybody's willing to play characters that are fun and engaging, I think it could be a real blast. I think it is a lot like D&D in that sense, though, that it's it provides a sandbox. And if everybody is excited about playing in that sandbox together and is all relatively equal in skill, it can be really fun. Um, I think it'd be a great time. I think there's a t- so many ways that you can go admin or not just with the mods. Uh, to set up a game in so many different ways that it and all of them are awesome um and unique and varied and every playthrough is gonna be different. And you're always on your toes. You're always you're you can be safe, but that's when you die. Right. Once once you feel secure and safe, that's when you make a mistake. That's right. a rookie mistake at that. And yeah, it's it's wonderful. I absolutely I love every bit of it. So yeah.
0: Well, I, get, I mean, you, to some extent, you just answered, I think. But, I mean, anything else you'd like to add for why you think Project Zomboid Why matters? it
1: matters. Yeah, I mean, I, and I realized I was kind of getting into that. No, I think it I think it matters because this is a company that has put... I mean, it's essentially Terraria in, in the way that they have put love in it for nine years now. Uh, they just didn't get popular at year three. <laughs> you know? Um, right. I think that it, it matters because it is a game that proves that realism doesn't have to be tedious um and that not everything is realism for realism's sake there are some things that aren't and i think it's a really good balance of where subnautica goes kind of too far in the other direction where the realism dots are meaningless outside of basically oxygen is the most important one right and after you know 15 and 20 minutes of a a, through that you understand how to play you're probably good on food and water for the rest of the game you know and you just ha- but you still have to keep up on it i think project zomboid puts that that into perspective of like why the realism can be the reason to engage with the game and can be the fun bit to tweak like it, it you, you may have food figured out until you don't until the power goes out and everything in the fr- fridge rots you know like that happened in a multiplayer game where we were actually really, really good until the power went out, and all of a sudden, we were scrambling. <laughs> None of us could hotwire a generator. None of us had gas. You couldn't get any more gas from the gas station, so the cars were going to be a limited resource soon. Like, And we only had so much canned food, and we had four people to feed. Right. A couple of them were more hungry than others because they were our combat characters, so they were burning through calories. And it's <laughs> like... Oh crap, we're at a farmhouse way outside of town, so we can't even get non-perishable food without that wasting gas. You right. Know? And so I, I think it's I think it's important because it's it's just a different. It's great to see a game so willing to go so far on the depth of content. Like it easily challenges Minecraft for number of items in a game. Like the number of individual sprites because there's even multiple sprites for beer bottles and and right. they're not just random when you set them up they aren't just random colors they are the color that they are in your inventory you know huh. like you can get hard hat in blue, red and yellow like right <laughs> and it doesn't say blue hard hat red hard hat like it just is what it is you know right the systems the complexity of the rules of the game, and people are like, oh, it looks like PlayStation 1 or 2 graphics, you know? And it's like, yeah, but it's five cities.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I mean, you know, that's something that happened. To, I mean, now it's a long time ago, but that's part of the the indie revolution in gaming from the, you know, late 2008 timeframe or whatever. That I love is that, you know, a game, you know, you mentioned Terraria, perfect example, Minecraft, another perfect example, but where it's like for so long games only chased graphical fidelity Mm -hmm. and that was the mark of like triple a and i think that as far as money goes that's still in many ways the mark of triple a but we get now we got to see like yeah but what if we didn't care as much about visual fidelity and instead really leaned into the depth of systems because a game like terraria or zomboid visually could have existed on playstation one but yeah, PlayStation One wouldn't have supported all of the systems that it has, right? Um, it just the technology wasn't there yet.
1: So, well, I yeah, I mean, yeah, like that's that's the crazy thing It's like if we, it's still hit, like Project Zomboid can still chug a computer, right? Because it's rendering eight hundred zombie zombies on screen as a horde that all have different ranges of perception to them in at, like and you're rendering the collision of a vehicle into like you're not going to just mow through them your mm. vehicle gets bogged down like there's physics the physics are being calculated the the size of the city like items aren't just going to despawn because you walk away from them like the game remembers where you set a wrench down right in a city that is an in game or real world 10 to 15 minute drive if you're, if you're good and avoiding everything and the roads are clear, right? Like you could drive across. Like I don't think you can drive across the whole map in, if you go corner to corner might be an hour right on a completely unpopulated map with no zombies and no car wrecks on the road. Right. It might be, it might be less, maybe 30, 45 minutes driving at max speed. Right. And not flipping your car. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. So it's huge. Yeah, if you put all of that computing power out of graphics and instead put it into calculating the calories of a half of a hamburger, because you can eat, you can <laughs> right. eat a portion of it. <laughs>
0: That's good. Yeah. Completely unrelated to what you said, but I did want to just also toss out as we always mention uh, this game. Uh, you brought it up, Terraria. Um, they did just have another update in <laughs> February. Did. I just I don't have anything else to say about. It. I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Well, and there is a tease Terraria. of Terraria too. Oh my is god! That like, yeah, I These believe people. I believe. Um, oh dang it, what's his name? The ReLogic or whatever ReLogic. Yeah, I believe his Twitter for a little bit had him as the developer of Terraria two. Wow, was his or like on LinkedIn or something that was. And that's all that there is about it. But it's like. That that confirms it because he doesn't joke like that. So it's like <laughs> it's confirmed it's being worked on.
0: Just bonkers.
1: Yeah, it was a labor of love update, right? Yes. Like we yeah, ran I Valentine's their, Day. Yeah, yeah, and I love and on top of the fact that they have said multiple times no more updates.
0: This right, is like the tenth time they right. Said That's why it. I had to throw it in, even though it's not relevant. I just had to be like, come on. Yeah, yeah, love it. Well, that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi.com slash P-U-I-S pod, or just tell a friend about us. It really does make a difference. All of our links and social accounts are available in the show notes. And if you'd like to hear more from me, my other shows are The Walk Show, which talks about the walk of life through a variety of interviews, and The Crowfall Podcast, which shares stories and perspectives from the MMO Crowfall.